We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. listening to the voice the angelic voice of Kristen Getty and in uh, on uh, on air with us today we have her husband Keith Getty and if you are familiar at all with modern hymns uh, and with the modern hymn movement uh, then you know the names Chris, Keith and Kristen Getty um, they are uh, just absolutely phenomenal songwriters singers worship leaders uh, incredibly gifted by God so, TJ, so first jump in here so you yeah. that wasn't you then Singing? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I might sing every once in a while, but um, no, nowhere close to that. But I do have to say, first off, Keith, thank you so much for, for being with us and spending some time with us today. Well, we are thrilled to be on the show. We've been obviously great fans of American Family Radio for a decade now, and so I'm, co- I'm talking to you today in the most beautiful day on the north coast of Ireland. So I'm just, uh, just taking a few minutes out and... Uh, and it's pretty pretty exhilarating and inspiring day. Well, you know, and, and just speaking about inspiration, uh, you know, I cannot have a conversation with you and, and have that word spoken without talking to you about the way that your music has inspired. I know not just me, uh, but anybody who, who hears it, who listens to it. Uh, and Keith, you take a, a very different approach than most contemporary, most modern um, singers and songwriters because you embrace uh, the hymn. Uh, and just the way that hymns are written and the way that they are sung, what made you take that track as opposed to, uh, you know, the different tracks you could have taken? Well, I believe each of us learn, learn, learn our faith from those who've gone before us. And as I look at those things, if you look at the Old Testament, for example, and the Psalms and the songs of Moses and Aaron, or you, if you look at the early Christians in the New Testament, or you look at the Church Fathers, like St. Patrick, to St. Augustine, to St. Francis of Assisi, or you look at the reformers, or you look at the revivalists who, um, who, who really, you know, and those and the pilgrims who brought Christianity to America, they all believed in what Martin Luther called um, uh, the, the reformation of our faith through the preaching and the singing of the Word. In other words, it's utterly incomprehensible that you would teach your children or your congregation of faith without helping them sing the truths in that they learn as they study the Bible. So we have we are in the most exciting generation and the most critical generation in history, I believe. There's more Christians in the world than ever before. The challenges are greater. So as well as having great preaching, we need songs that sing the depths and the riches of the glory of God. Amen. So that our children will have those in their hearts and their memories and in their minds as well. Keith, I couldn't have said that more beautifully, and we're so grateful that we have you on our program to share stuff like that. I do want to, this is Wesley Wildman. Uh, yes, I'm friends with TJ, unfortunately, <laughs> and I am on the radio program with him. But anyways, <laughs> I really do enjoy the program. Have any, of you guys, have any of you guys been to Ireland, by the way? No, no. No, but I've always wanted to go. So if you would like to sponsor no, an engaged trip. You just go. you got to stop saying you want to go, you know? <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you what, Keith, if you it's want like to sponsor... 16, it's like when I was 16 and a girl, you know, a girl said to me, it's girl, I, I'd love to go to the prom with you, but I'd rather go with your best friend. Is that... Well, we didn't... Well, we apologize, and we did not know it was coming off that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we do, we do love your accent. <laughs> We do love your accent. We know that our audience is wondering where you're from. That so that's where you're from. I do want to ask you a quick question though. How did you and why did you begin to start writing hymns? Because in the time that we live in, in the period we live in, uh, we've gone really fast in the last ten or fifteen years from contemporary Christian music all the way to hip hop and Christian rap. And so you're kind of going back in the opposite direction. What made you start writing hymns? Well, I think it was as I said, it's just the the importance that. That, that we and our children um, grow up being rich, deep believers. I, I don't believe I don't believe Christians have actually a hope of surviving the next generation. Never mind thriving. Never mind being the people who become prime ministers and write symphonies and free slavery. We haven't a hope of building those kind of people unless we have really, really deep, intense believers. And I think part of how you do that is what you sing. You got to be singing deep, intense, rich songs about the, the Word of God. Take any. Christian hero from the past, from King David onwards, right through to Elizabeth Elliot and Billy Graham and these people, and their languages are filled with with deep hymns of the faith. You know, and that's the thing about, especially this latest album, uh, which is called "Facing a Task Unfinished." Um, and, and you know, especially to me, that that title song um, has got such great depth in it. Uh, every one of your songs, of course, is based in scripture um, and and just just steeped in uh, in the words of God. And no, so I'm right there with you on that. Now, uh, first off, before we go further, before I ask the question. Um, Let's do this. Where can people buy um, Facing a Task Unfinished? Oh, um, well, you, obviously you can pick it up on iTunes. You can pick it up at your local Christian bookstore. It's important to store them or on Amazon if you have an Amazon account. Or if you want to get um, some free free sheet music with it, if you're a worship leader, do go to gettingmusic.com and you can find a bit of a video as well and get some free sheet music so you can start learning the songs in your church as well. Yeah, and on that website you also have, uh, at least for Facing a Task Unfinished, you have a guitar tutorial as well uh, by your guitar player. So that that is an excellent right. video. Very well done. No, now, exactly. you mentioned you know teaching, especially our children, the words of God. You know, one of the things that that Wesley and I have talked about pretty regular on our program is um, you know the discipling our children, teaching our children. Uh, in fact, we've got two entire um, podcasts on uh, you know educating our children and then also discipling our children. You can find that at EngageMagazine.net. But Keith, I want to know just from on a personal level, how do you use your music, or how do you use music in general to teach your children, um, or how can families use music to teach their children the deep doctrines of Christ? Well, that's a a wonderful question. It goes back to what it is to be God's people in the Old Testament. The Jewish people have the Shema, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And then it says, Write these truths, teach them to your children, to their children, write them on their hearts so that they will never leave them. So how do we write these truths in our children's hearts that we'll never leave them? Well, how, what is the number way you have memor- What's the number one way you have memorized scripture? Uh, what is the number one way you have emotionalized scripture and confirmed it in your own hearts and created you know moments of uh, of of, an, uh, of intense engagement with the Lord? I, I suspect the answer is, is singing them over and over again. Is that right? Is it? That's one of the ways. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know, Keith, let me and jump so, in here. So, Keith, let me jump in here for just a second because you know, on the opposite end of that, or on that same note, I when I was growing up, uh, I didn't necessarily listen. There was there was time, there was a season of my life for a couple of years where I wandered from the faith and I didn't listen to Christian music and I didn't listen to hymns. I didn't listen to any type of Christian music. And so during that time, it was what I was listening to secular music. Uh, a lot of it was not just. You know, it was pretty bad, and so just thinking about that, a lot of the times that I was listening to those music, that music, uh, I, that was sticking. I memorized unintentionally, wasn't even trying to. It wasn't part of. I didn't set time aside each day to memorize the lyrics. It just stuck with me because that's the power of music. And so on the flip side of that, if we can find good Christian hymns and good Christian worship songs like the ones you provide. That's exactly what you're saying. That's a that's a very um, realistic example of what you're saying. It will stick with you, and it will uh, help you uh, grow in your relationship with Christ. I, I agree with you entirely, and it's an encouragement as well because our to our pastors and our teachers and our parents or, or whoever you are out there, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made by God. That's why we love music. It's not that music is some bad thing. It's a good thing He's created. So let's encourage. The young musicians to write, write beautiful music, write the best music they can, mm-hmm. so that so that our imaginations are, are 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 captured, are enraptured with the beauty of Christ, who who is a God who loves beauty, who created beauty, who said things were good, and who gave us music for His enjoyment and ultimately for His praise. Um, you know, we had a challenging, we had a very embarrassing episode as parents. It's amazing when your parents it just exposes what how awful you are. And uh, <laughs> we were we went to a school to teach because this school, all their children had memorized our hymns um, because they were a classical Christian school, so they believed in the importance of teaching a high level of Christian understanding. After all, J.K. Rowling writes writes, Lord, writes, writes, writes the Harry Potter stories, 600-page books that, that eight-year-olds can read. And, um, you know, C.S. Lewis talks about the importance of, 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 a, of, a, of, a, of a high view of children's imagination. So, so I don't think we dumb things down for children. They understand a lot. Anyhow, this school had taught all their hy- our hymns, their pupils, and so Eliza, our oldest, who's a total extrovert, decided to join the kids for the morning in the choir, and she was the only kid that hadn't memorized in Christ alone. So that was a huge wake-up call for us. It <laughs> wow. was so embarrassing, I can't even describe it to you. So from that day on, we, we were really challenged and rebuked and started to teach our kids hymns and teach our kids the song so that they would understand about the Lord and so that they would be singing him first thing in the morning and last thing at night. And um, and so we started with that, and then Kristen said, "Let's make a collection of twelve of them, so that so that they can listen to other kids sing them, because that will inspire them to do it." And so we have a thing called the Getty Kids Hymnal, which is coming out soon, which is a chance for you to teach your children twelve twelve hymns each year, and it combines our hymns with older hymns as well. Um, and, and I think and, and, and that's been really that's been really exciting for us. I think I would even say more than that. I would say. If you as a Christian are not singing with your family, and that doesn't have to be singing posh, it can just be it can just be singing music along to along to CD players in the car, or singing along to CD players in the kitchen, or in the playroom, or in the bedroom at night. If we're not singing with our families, we've absolutely no business pointing out our preferences or our concerns with music at church mm. and the, the church family. Mm. I think it is that important. Um, I remember once John MacArthur said, "I'd like a word with you." And, I always get really scared when John MacArthur wants to have a word with me because I think like I've got something like theologically unsound or something. And so I was terrified. And he said, and I, I he said he said to me, you know, I think I said I asked him about I asked him about about being a father. And he says one of the most important things he did was in every car and in every room of their house they always had the music of the Lord playing that their children would sing along to. 
And um, I God. thought, what an incredible thing that someone like that would hold in such high esteem that you would be singing, your children would be singing to the Lord in every room of the house and people to raise families and grandchildren in a city like Los Angeles, you know, with all the pressures of that. It, it, it was really, it was a really, it was a really good reminder to me that, that that's how, that's, that's, that's the aroma I want around my children growing up. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Keith. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We uh, exist here to provide perspective on culture through the eyes of a biblical worldview and showing how that worldview intersects with culture. And one of the categories on our on our website is entertainment. And so we do music reviews, we do movie reviews and book reviews. And today we have Keith Getty uh, on the air with us talking about his hymns and his hymn project. What is the latest one, your latest album? Well, the latest album we've made ourselves is called Facing a Task Unfinished, which was inspired by that beautiful hymn, which is really about how singing fires us to mission. And then for children, the Getty Kids hymnal is released next month, which is basically... Yeah, and that's, i got to tell you, three songs. really, really excited about that. We will uh, provide some links to that on our Engage Facebook and Twitter uh, so that you who are listening, uh, you'll have a source to go and get that. Now, really quick, uh, Keith, because we only have just a really few minutes, I want us to talk specifically about Facing a Task Unfinished. Kind of talk to us about Absolutely. some of the theology uh, that that when that's that's presented in that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an amazing song. So, so Houghton, you, you, I presume many of you will have heard of the China Inland Mission, started by James Hudson Taylor. And if you haven't, Google James Hudson Taylor today, or go to your Christian bookstore and ask for a little biography. This stuff will inspire you. If you're getting distracted by stupid stuff in your life right now, this mm. will focus you on what is really important and what's of eternal value. But Hudson Taylor founded the China Inland Mission to reach China. And of course, after the First World War, when it became a Chinese country, the Chinese government vowed to exterminate Christianity from China. And so at that point, there were three quarters of a million Christians whose lives were at risk. And um, China Inland Mission lost 200 missionaries. And so Houghton was very concerned, and they were were very depressed and fearful. He called a special prayer meeting, and he wrote this hymn for the prayer meeting, and he called... He sent the hymn around the world to all their supporters, and from that from that hymn, two hundred and four people gave up their lives. Some of them traveled to China with a coffin, in other words, symbolizing that they would give the rest of their lives to China. And it's an incredible story. People like Os Guinness grew up in China because of that hymn. His father was one of them who responded to it. Today, there there are over one hundred and twenty million, one hundred and thirty million Christians in China, and because of the witness of people like this. And so this hymn. It's just when you sing it, it calls you to want to be missional to your children. It calls you to want to share your faith with someone today. It calls you to pray for global mission. The third verse says, We bear the torch that flaming fell from the hands of those who gave their lives proclaiming that Jesus died and rose. Ours is the same commission, the same glad message ours, fired by the same ambition to thee we yield our powers. And it's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, you know, and, and right before that, it says, We go to all the world with kingdom's hope unfurled. No other name has power to save but Jesus Christ the Lord. Absolutely beautiful, Keith. Uh, we've got to go, but I want to say one more time, thank you so much for coming on. Really quick, can you give us your website where people can get your music and see your video- videos? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's gettymusic.com, G-E-T-T-Y, gettymusic.com. It's always a privilege 
to be in family radio and to share with you guys. Well, there you go. You've been listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. If you missed any of this segment, you can always find us at engagemagazine.net slash podcast. Uh, just go to engagemagazine.net, click on the menu, you'll find podcasts there. Keith Getty, once again, thank you for being here. Let me tell you, folks, go and get the album Facing a Task Unfinished. It's absolutely incredible. It's available at gettymusic.com, on iTunes, or anywhere else that you purchase music. Until next week, keep on sharing truth applying scripture, and listen to some hymns.